Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. It is Halloween, and to the right of me is the great Jeff Harmatz filling in for Buck Perez today. Hello, hello. It's nice to be uh, here. Um, I uh, I like Buck, but I'm also happy to be taking a spot once in a while. Buck is going to be very pissed. He's going to be like, who's been sitting in my chair? <laughs> I'm keeping it warm for him, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, the, you know, well, yeah. And to the left, the great mighty Quinn. Oh. Our buddy Quinn has been here for many shows. Jeff, uh, if you didn't catch the last show, Jeff's a longtime buddy of mine, and he's also a uh, graphic novelist on the precipice of massive graphic novelist fame, but he can't mention what he's doing I quite can't yet. talk about it, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's going to be cool, and I'll tell you about it when I can talk about it. And if you look at the last show we just put out, you can have some links to see some of his work. So with that, it's uh, Halloween, and we always do a Halloween show every year. I enjoy Halloween. Uh, the, the the one thing I don't enjoy about Halloween, though, is the pressure to come up with a costume well, every year. I am. And because like at my work, we have a $500 prize to the person Whoa. with the best Halloween costume. Oh, wow. That's Jeez. a lot of money, too. That's uh, that's worth uh, getting excited about. Yeah, that, that would definitely be all I would need to... But I'm so, like, the kind of person that's like, uh, God, like, if it was... And, and here's the thing. Given my personality, and I guess with people that know me, they think, oh, Todd, he's a fun-loving kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that would really enjoy dressing up for Halloween. <laughs> but on the same level, I'm the kind of guy that I'm kind of stubborn. And then if someone says you need to do this, I won't do it because they said you need to do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why that I- punk rock attitude you got. God damn, you came out to my uh, house in the middle of suburbia and hung out well, with the, you know. the listeners can't see that you have that giant-ass mohawk and your leather coat is covered in studs right now. Mm-hmm. I got my, my crass. I got a bunch of bands that... <laughs> yeah, you know, I got my addicts patch on the back of my... Sh- big P.I.L. shirt? Yes. You know, because the Sex Pistols were bullshit, but Public Image Limited, <laughs> that's what Johnny Lydon really brought it. So, you know, so it, it always stresses me out. But I figured this year, if I'm going to have a Halloween costume, I recently bought, uh, I guess we don't have it hanging around here. It's in my office. It's my writing hat. Writing or writing? Writing. When, okay. I, when I work on my novel and I sit in my office and I write, I have my writing hat, which is a visor, which is the Las Vegas Hunter S. Thompson ah, yes. visor. And I put that on and that puts me in my writing mode. So I just figured, well, if I'm going to go this year for Halloween for work or whatever, I think that actually as I've gotten older, I start looking more and more like Hunter S. Thompson. Like I get bald in the middle and I'm still kind of thin and I have knobby mm-hmm. knees. And I could pull off short shorts, and then all I have to do is get like a Bermuda shirt and like a little cigarette holder, yeah. and you know, and I've got some sunglasses, and then that'll be kind of good. But actually, you maybe, have a good excuse to take mescaline on your way to work. That's right, I, exactly. <laughs> and I and have a little pineal gland for lunch, and really freak the fuck out, you know. We did a hunter. We did a Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. Las Vegas bit on the show recently, so I thought, oh, maybe that's what I'll go as. And my wife thought, oh, that looks good. Sounds sounds fine. So, uh, you, do you guys have Halloween costumes set up yet for this year? Or? Um, I'm in. Um, I'm in the. You know, we're talking about doing a couple's costume. We haven't done anything like that. I I really wanted to do a Lost costume. I love mm-hmm. Lost. I think Lost is actually the best thing in the entire universe. And okay. let's not talk too much about it because I'll talk about it forever. But um, my girlfriend was like, "Oh, you know, that's like uh, too old. That's like not yeah. current. That's not a relevant 
And she's like, oh, let's go as like the Royal Tenenbaums, like because mm. I look like Richie. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, something even older. Yeah, it's than older. Us. So uh, it's like, oh, well, let's just do Lost. Yeah. Right. So uh, Quinn, you got anything? You know, it, it's weird because Halloween is is seriously like my favorite time of year. Like most people love Christmas and stuff, but I I am way into Halloween. But I am not one of those people that gets excited about dressing up. I I my my personality every day is. I don't want to draw attention to myself. Okay. And Halloween is one of those days where everybody wants to draw attention to themselves by, you know, hey, look at me. I'm dressed as, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I, I just don't want to do that. So I, what I end up doing is I, I don't think about it for days before Halloween and then Halloween night comes and I just throw on a zombie costume because it's easy. You just whip something together. The funny thing is, in your Twitter photo, you actually look like a vampire. That's a, yeah, that is a vampire uh, thing that I, I. Well, Quinn, can I tell you together. what I was probably going to end up doing this year, which oh. you could easily pull off as well? Okay. Just go as Charles Manson. Just like draw a little swastika <laughs> on your forehead, and then you got you got the hair, you got the beard. You can pull uh, it off. Uh, <laughs> The not, problem is when you're really, actually not really my style, yeah. <laughs> but but thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> I like more Nazi humor at the the front of the show yeah. again. Two episodes in a row. <laughs> I well, I want to do that. I was. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to wind up doing because yeah. I'm lazy yeah. and I don't want to buy a costume. But and you do kind of look like Charles Manson. And then your girl, yeah. your girlfriend, can be uh, one of the. Uh, is the, it Tate? Is it Sharon or Shannon? Oh, Tate? see, you took it even. I would have gone to where you from. You t- he took it to a darker place. I was going to say one of the Manson girls. You know, one of the. Yeah. You know, like uh, one. Of, you know, Squiggy uh, from. Squeaky, <laughs> the one who tried to kill uh, Gerald Ford. Squeak, or? Squeaky, yeah, uh, squeaky, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. So, who's out of prison now? Actually, oh, good for her. <laughs> well, the problem with that costume, and as we talked about on the last show, I'm part Jew. Yeah. And when I'm actually going to be, it's the time for me to sit in front of a mirror and draw a swastika on my head. That's going to be an uncomfortable moment that yeah. I don't think I'm like. I might not be ready for uh, that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I can understand. I, I'm I'm not Jewish, and I'm not ready for it either. No one's ready for that moment. But if you do embrace that moment, you do have a good move. When someone is offended by your costume, you'd be like, oh, I'm Jewish. And then no one can say shit. That's true. Right. So uh, later on the show, Quinn said that he loves Halloween. Now, Quinn actually is a film reviewer. Film, a, film critic, yes. Film critic for a uh, website. And so we'll get into that later. We'll get into the details of that later. Okay. And so he has a lot of good opinions about horror films. So we're going to mm-hmm. discuss that just a little bit later. But – um. Researching this show because I'm always trying to come up with, oh, what are we going to talk about this show? We got Halloween coming up, so I was going around YouTube trying to find maybe some audio of hauntings or something cool I can pull up, and I got pulled into the YouTube <laughs> vortex of shit that you don't want to <laughs> see, which you end up running into. Yeah, and I found videos of faces of death. Mm. Now. I don't. I don't think that Jeff, because Jeff, what are you thirty? Um, not even. Um, but I am aware of Faces of Death. Okay, so but but of probably Quinn and I at thirty six, we went to the VHS store when mm-hmm. we were kids and we rented Faces of Death. I've seen it. Yeah, I, it, I, I, I I've actually seen the, the the fabled film you speak of. And it's something that everybody developmentally as a teenage boy goes through is watching Faces of Death. So I, I'm cruising through YouTube trying to find like scary clips or whatever, and then I go, I see Faces of death and I have this moment I go am I gonna watch it and I started watching <laughs> Faces of Death which now that I'm older like yeah. I can't stomach it as well as I did when I was younger because mm-hmm. I don't know like I maybe have more empathy like the cortisol in my body that is streaming and my love for animals and my dog and my tortoise and my wife that when I see 
um, a guy on a motorcycle biting it and landing on his head and dying. Right. Like, I feel really bad, but when I was a teenager, maybe that's just something developmentally that people go through where they have to really embrace the horrors of death mm-hmm. and faces of death is something maybe everybody should see. Mm-hmm. You know, it teaches you about <laughs> your own morality. But at this age, I was like, oh, God, but then I just kept watching. And then my wife's in the other room watching Glee or some <laughs> shit. He's like, Todd, what are you doing? I'm watching Faces of Death. <laughs> show prep. <laughs> right. And, and I'm just prepping the show. Whenever my wife finds anything weird downloaded on the computer or a weird URL that appears in our laptop, you know, it's like, oh, it's show prep. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was watching Faces of Death, and I like they have that guy like... Dr. Philip Gross comes out. And yeah. I don't even know if he's a real doctor. No, he's of like, course not. I've seen many different types of people dying. <laughs> but I'd, I'd figure that these days, given the amount of audio and visual material that comes onto Faces of Death, like it could be way better than the one we saw, the original 1978 film. There are others that have come since then that, that have... They're basically rip-offs of Faces of Death. Same format, but they take it to a whole another level. Like way more gruesome. Yeah, and, and these aren't snuff films, uh, by the way. And for those of you that don't know... Because it doesn't what arouse a, what a, no, 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 no. For those of you who don't know what a snuff film is, a snuff film is sort of this fabled idea that there are these movies out there that um, uh, are, they're way underground, poorly produced... And the actors in the movies are actually murdered on screen, and they're. But it's but it's a, a porno angle of the snuff film, right? Like you get off you, on it. Or? I, I think that might be true for some people. Others just you know want to see the gruesomeness. I I don't know. But what, they, why but, why but, do you but, watch but, them? But, what, what part but, entices but, but, you? <laughs> I don't. But the fact that they, that they even exist is sort of like up for debate. You know, like some people. Yeah. Well, Some my idea, say they don't. I've never seen a snuff film, but when I think of what a snuff film is, I think of Videodrome uh, mm-hmm. and like what like the channel that they watch. Right. That's like, I mean, that's kind of a snuff yeah, film, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that that uh, is definitely uh, saying something about snuff films. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, it's also it's, saying something about Debbie Harry's tits. <laughs> Sorry, I just. Oh, oh, but but, but, yeah, wait, but oh yeah. But, oh. but but these faces of death ripoffs though that have come since um, they have some of the, the like some televised suicides that have happened over the last you know like twenty years, and some of those are really freaking crazy, like way way worse than anything in the original Faces of Death. I watched that one movie. Where it was about people on the San Francisco Bridge, like a guy set up a camera for an entire mm. year and filmed yes. people killing themselves. That documentary is crazy, and it's, you, yeah, and you see interviews with people that try to throw themselves off. So mm. depressing. The Golden Gate Bridge, and and the, the, the one story is it's it's interesting. This guy survived. Mm. He's totally fucked up now, but he, he survived <laughs> jumping, and uh, he goes, you know, once I jumped off the bridge, I thought this is a bad idea. <laughs> He's like, it was a good idea until I was hurtling down into the cold bay water. He goes, but right before that, it sounded like the only solution to my issue, much like uh, for a long time, we've had my buddy John Sowen on the show, and his advice to everybody is, just kill yourself. (laughs) This guy took John's advice, threw himself over. Evidently, it's not that sound of advice, because this guy, midway down, said, eh, not, not my thing. (laughs) <laughs> but speaking of, the, you have the Bay Bridge where people are killing themselves over in San Francisco. But where we live in Los Angeles, which is a kind of newer development in America. If you mm-hmm. think about like, you know, on the East Coast, there are a lot of old historical sites which are kind of haunted. 
You have in the South, you have like old Civil War cemeteries that are haunted. In California, given the fact that it's, you know, people didn't start really living here till maybe the 1920s, 1930s, you don't have that old-timey haunted. But there are some haunted places in L.A. Mm-hmm. And we were just bullshitting about this before we started recording. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, we didn't prep much for it. But, Quinn, there's some places around here you said that uh, are haunted. Yeah, well, I mean, the the South Bay, um, which is like Renato Beach, um, all the way to the like LAX airport, that that, that area. Where, where Quinn um, and I grew up. Yeah, yeah, Todd and I grew up there in Torrance area. And, and um, there's t- tons of uh, places by the beach that are like really old and and people still swear that they've seen ghosts around that, that now have you, have you ever because you've been around palace verdes we're down to be you've ever seen anything i, I personally haven't but i it's one of those things where like uh, my i have a, a friend who, ha, who has a friend that that definitely saw something right so you know there's a, a mansion <laughs> called vanderlip yeah they say is haunted and as a kid we used to drive up there and try to get in but there was like there's like guards so you can't get yeah. up there and see the haunted mansion they, they have a gate and yeah you can't get in but I did have a, a weird moment where I, I honestly, I don't believe in ghosts. I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't, I'm not really buying into the supernatural thing. I wish there were ghosts. It's like the kind of thing. It's like I'm an atheist, but I wish there was a god. Like that would be <laughs> rad if there was a god. But unfortunately, I don't think there is a god. I don't believe there is a god. But it would be a radder existence on Earth for my 70 years here mm-hmm. if there was a dude in the sky and all this stuff happening. Like it's a really interesting psychodrama to exist in. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, kind of lame, not really happening in my eyes. Right. But I stayed the night on the Queen Mary, the cruise ship docked in Long Beach one time. I had a lady friend, half Irish, half whitey. Or is she, well, <laughs> half Irish, half Thai. Beautiful girl. We dated for, for a long time. And uh, I took her for a night on the Queen Mary, which everybody says is haunted. It's this old ship that... Uh, you know, it's a tourist attraction, but it's an old ship and used to transport people during the war in the 40s. And uh, everybody always says it's haunted and they have haunted tours of it. So we stayed one night in one of the cabin rooms and it got real dark once they turned the lights out. And we knew about the potential hauntings and all yeah. this stuff. And so we, we would lay in bed, you know, embracing each other like young lovers do. <laughs> and then we would hear shit in the hallway. And we would hear people walking down with like their, their keys jangling. Or, and the whole night, she was completely freaked out. And that, that was probably the closest to a supernatural experience. Because you would hear stuff. You would hear the boat creak. Like the boat would naturally moan. Well, See, it, you have to realize you're staying in a fancy hotel popular uh, with yeah. teens in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Where the boat is stationed. And it might be just some kids trying to like get some fucking on. Mm-hmm. And they're having some moans of ecstasy. Or Oh, so... While I was embracing this woman, which I sh- when I should have been pleasuring her, <laughs> you should have been uh, making her sound very ghostly. Yep. See, I'm I'm actually going to go more the the conspiracy route, not even conspiracy, but just you know like like it's all total bullshit route. <laughs> They're just trying to sell tickets to the Queen. <laughs> yeah, Mary? you know, I mean, the, the the whoever you know is in charge of the Queen Mary, they obviously know that there are these ghost stories, and they uh, they're selling it every year. They're they're like, oh, come see the haunted Queen Mary stuff and um and it and it costs like 30 bucks or whatever so they're probably going to have employees where it's their job to rattle the keys ah, and, damn. and and to go Whoa! yeah like 
that would be a pretty sweet job, you know. I'd, I'd love to <laughs> be. I want to be the ghost, you know. Did they did they hire anybody to say harder, harder? Oh my god, <laughs> harder! Don't stop. Uh, you know, that, I mean, that'd be a good gig too. Yeah. Well, if you're the fake ghost on the Queen Mary, what yeah. if you get unmasked by you know those meddling kids the, and their dog? The ghost right. of John Holmes. Right, <laughs> it's on the Queen Mary. There is a ghost on the boat with an incredibly large penis. Ghost dong. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. You're just walking down the hallway and you see this this apparition of a dick just going down the hallway, and it it, it floats through portholes. <laughs> yeah, like, back and forth. It's like the hunter's... in and out of portholes. Yeah. It's like the hunter seeker in Dune, like McLaughlin has to fight against. It's like. You may be aware of ghost dick may be visiting you. <laughs> beware of it going into the smokestacks. Right. Well, uh, on the subject of actual haunted places, mm. we were talking about also before the show the uh, the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. In San Jose, right? It's in San Jose. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a big spook house. It's a... Built oh, by sorry. built by the 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 lady that was the wife of the Winchester rifle. Guy. Yes, and yeah. she claimed that the house was haunted by all the spirits that were killed by Winchester yes. rifles. Right, but so, the- oh wait, so so sorry, sorry to break you here. So it's like the the woman who was married to the man who created a gun. Yes, had some kind of weird uh, in, in, internal guilt about yeah. the amount of killings done by the product they created. Yeah, and she feared went, they all came back to their house. She yeah, went, she totally went crazy. They just, well, so she thought that all the ghosts yeah. were around her, and her, the way that she could escape from the ghosts was to always have construction going on in right. this giant mansion of hers. So it's like windy and twisty, and there's like dead ends and. She had a thing with stairs, so there's, like, staircases that make, like, 23 turns over and over mm. again. And it's, like, you know, you open a door and it'll just drop you four stories down and there's secret passageways and shit. It's, like, mm. kind of a maze. Uh, the other interesting thing about it is that it's San Jose, which is uh, where they're building all this nonsense. It's suburban. Yeah. So it's, like, across the street from a gaudy fucking terrible mall where you go to, like, a Panera Bread <laughs> right. or a California Pizza Kitchen literally across the street from... The most famous haunted house in America, perhaps. We're, we're sponsored by California Pizza Kitchen, aren't we? Yeah. By the way, CPK this week, uh, <laughs> you come in and you get a free, um, you get a free Canadian bacon pizza with every purchase. As mentioned, uh, promo code far out. It's Cocktoberfest. Strut your way over to the Toolsdale County Fair for a Cocktoberfest. Let your little guys stand proud and erect all month at this celebration of male poultry. Enjoy three-legged cock races, stein after stein of beer from Amber Cock Brewery, and the 10th anniversary Coxman Challenge. Get your tickets now and have your cock photographed with special guest, Will Wheaton. Great kid! Don't get cocky! Oh, you have no idea just how cocky things are going to get. That's Cocktoberfest. Cock-a-doodle, don't miss it! And the, the, the website that you critique horror films on mm-hmm. is called? It's called BrutalAsHell.com. 
and uh, it's been around, I think, since 2009, and uh, they're based in out of uh, London, England. And um, uh, I just, yeah, I've been writing uh, reviews for them in my spare time, and I enjoy it quite a bit. Would you consider yourself an expert on horror films? You know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm into film history in general, and horror is just um, something that I, I kind of sort of fell into, but I do definitely have an interest. Okay. So I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm an expert. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, I sure. honestly, I'm not trying to be a hater. Oh. Like I am not into horror films really. Like, okay. Honestly, the last horror film I watched was Saw. Right. Which I liked. I liked the first Saw movie. <laughs> but, like, to me, horror films, I'm, I'm the kind of person that maybe because I'm a creative type, I try to tick apart every movie I watch while yeah. I'm watching it. And that doesn't lend myself to being scared mm. because, like, uh, I'm kind of, I kind of, makes me sound like an asshole, but I kind of meta watch things. I'm like, okay, the camera angle's here, the lighting's here. Yeah. It's very rare for me. That's what why, an like, asshole. Yeah, I, no, I like, you know I'm the exact same way, but I still enjoy that process. But like I can't like it's like lots of you know Marvel comics movies I can't watch because I'm like oh this is just a big CGI cartoon it doesn't engage me. Also, those movies are pretty bad in general. Yes, so. and they're bad in general. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, horror films, I feel like I probably missed out on the genre in whole. As somebody who's kind of like nerdy about movies, because I just, like, I don't know, I, I, I can't get into them. Like, there's a couple that I love. Like, right. I can watch Psycho yeah. over and over again. You know, Silence of the Lambs. I really like Saw. You know, so maybe if you could sell me on some horror films that I haven't mm-hmm. seen, that maybe I could get into as not a fan of the genre, maybe people in the audience want something to spook the shit out of them right. this Halloween, as an expert, okay. you can uh, give me some underrated hits. You yeah, know? absolutely. Well, um, first of all, um, there are people, and I'm kind of one of these... Um, wait, wait, wait I, well, I'm sorry, real quick, Jeff, your opinion on horror films. I have a lot of respect for them. I think I'm kind of between you guys. I wish I was a bigger... like. I wish I had seen more horror mm-hmm. movies. I'm a fan of horror movies, but mm-hmm. uh, I watched a lot of Hammer movies as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, Hammer House of yeah. Horror I used yeah. to watch on, uh, Chris- on, on TV. Christopher Lee... Before there was uh, cable, we had on TV, which was one channel. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Jeff? Do you remember uh, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> I got them all from the video store. So before there was actually a cable TV, you had this box hooked up to your television and it had one channel. It was like the Z channel or on TV, and they used to show the Elephant Man all the time. That's mm-hmm. all I remember when I was a kid. And yeah. it was like the only way to get movies pre-HBO world, and they used to show the Hammer movies when I was a kid, and my, my sister and I used to watch them and get freaked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I'm excited for the list because I'm I'm a medium. On yeah, well, it, so. you know, I think both of you guys are going to find things that you'll uh, be interested in in here. But um, I want to start off though by saying that there are um, a lot of people that are uh, you know diehard horror fans that um, have this theory that there's really only one good horror movie that comes out every year, and it's part of the process is weeding through all the crap that comes out and looking for that one that's going to be just like oh my god this is it this is do you abide by that this theory? is the one i kind of do i i have a love for some of the cheesier like you know stuff that that isn't you know quite as spectacular but i do agree that usually one good horror movie comes out every year that just totally blows my mind and and actually scares me does everything it's supposed to do and, and just makes me feel alive. So, yeah, don't... Quinn, you got it. So, Quinn, you so, got five movies that I the do. audience needs to see. Yes. And, okay, um, 
I actually have five and a half. Uh, I, I, I came up with a bonus that I want to mention first because it's not technically a horror movie, but it's got a horror theme that I want to mention. It's actually a documentary about uh, the horror genre, and it's called Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy. And it is a four-hour documentary on the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street films. And it is absolutely amazing. Now, what's amazing about it? Like, what's uh, it, the takeaway? You know, I it's definitely the best movie I've ever seen on uh, uh, do, uh, best documentary I've ever seen on the horror genre. But I would almost go as far as to say that it's the best documentary about film I've ever seen. Wow! Because it is remarkably extensive. It covers absolutely every aspect of every single one of the films, and you know the Elm Street films for the most part are not. Really great works of art. I don't think I've you seen know, one of them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not. Uh, they're not any. You know, winning any any awards. The first one is considered a classic just because you know of what it what it did for the horror genre. But overall, they're pretty shitty movies. Right. But this documentary picks them apart and really makes you respect everything that went into making them. And and it does it in four hours. Well, the thing that I like about this, <laughs> and I've never seen a yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Okay. But I I really respect like that somebody would dedicate like obviously if they're making a four hour right. documentary they've got you know probably five times that amount of footage like yeah. the fact that they would be so invested and so passionate mm-hmm. and horror fans are those passionate totally, people yeah but the fact that somebody would like dedicate that amount of time to make something about something that all horror fans can kind of admit is not that good like I <laughs> fucking admire that passion like yeah. outrageously and they also um, they interview everybody that was involved too so like some of the people that have like super tiny parts are interviewed they, they get to be in this documentary and how, how cool is that you know yeah. and I don't I, I don't want to derail the list because okay. I want to okay. hear what you okay. but I wanted to ask your thoughts on I don't remember the numbers but is it Room 234 the Shining documentary where yeah. they yeah yes what I've is, seen that too you know yeah. what I, I absolutely loved it but my uh, reason for loving it is probably a little different. I think I think the whole thing is 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 filled to the brim with absolute bullshit and nonsense. Wait, well, let's break it down a little bit. Let's take take it back a step and okay. tell people what that's about because it's about yeah, basically yeah, 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 yeah. saying that Stanley Kubrick, the great film director, right, 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 right. Uh, was when he made the movie The Shining, was basically trying to tell people through his film mm-hmm. that he helped fake the moon landing and <laughs> shot. The moon landing. Yeah. Well, that's not even... I mean, that, I guess that might be the craziest conspiracy, mm-hmm. but it's a movie about people reading way too much way, into yeah, it, an admittedly brilliant movie. They're, they're basically like, yeah, like people that analyze movies and, and critique and, and do all that stuff. And, and yeah, they, they just come up with really well thought out and, and interesting ideas of what The Shining means. But, yeah, I, I, I just... I found almost all of them to be crazy but at the same time i finished that movie and went wow that was freaking amazing and you'll never watch the movie the shining the same yeah. way. oh no you're right and yeah. i'll always yeah. watch the shining because yeah as a non-horror fan i will still watch the shining whenever it's on tv because i just love kubrick yeah. to death. and the imagery in the film is just incredible One of, my absolute favorite thing that, that they did um was the, the guy that um that had the idea to um to project the movie forwards and backwards oh, yeah. at the same time so you're watching you know the end of the movie and the beginning of the movie and then it you know, it meets in the middle, and the scenes where Jack Nicholson—it's close-up of Jack Nicholson's face—but then there's also the bloody room where the, the the twins have been, you know, hacked up to death. 
and the, the way the blood is splattered around the room, it is on Jack Nicholson's face, and it makes him look like a clown. Yeah. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That, that movie totally blew my mind, but like I said, complete bullshit. Well, yeah, but horror horror movies like inspire this level of fanaticism, yeah, right, right. and that's why like yeah, it's a great a, genre. That's because a good point. Yeah. That is a really good point. Actually. Now, what movies are going to scare the shit out of people this Halloween? Okay, now, Let's get see, to it. That's the other thing. These aren't necessarily scary. They're just great. They are great, okay. worthwhile. Some of them are scary. But anyway, okay, let's get to the list. Number five is a movie from 2000 called Ginger Snaps. Now, this movie came out, um, like I said, in 2000. It's um, a post-scream, post-vampy, vamp, blah, blah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, that era, yeah. uh, you know, from the late 90s. Um and uh, you know, it's, so it's kind of self-aware. Uh, it, it knows that it's a horror movie, um, but it, it's a werewolf movie, and it's these. It's about these two young girls, and one of them becomes a werewolf, and 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 it's just it's great. There's nothing about it that's not absolutely amazing. Uh, number four, a uh, movie from 2011 called The Innkeepers. Now, this is a super atmospheric and really creepy ghost story, and it is slow as hell. So that is one of the things that might turn some people off. Uh, those of you that, you know, like to watch the latest um, action, you know, blockbuster, you know, you might Don't not... disparage the audience. You, you, <laughs> you might not be... I know, I'm sorry. These people know <laughs> how to... Our audience knows how to deal with slow as hell. They've been listening <laughs> to us for four yeah, years. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but so these tra- are these are my people. No one's um, walking away from an explosion with their back turned towards it in this film. No, no, no. It unfolds very, very slowly, but it is absolutely worth it, and it's it's really, really creepy. And um, it's directed by this guy named Ty West, who I think is seriously going to be like the um, you know this generation's you know great horror director. Um, and also, uh, the movie has, um, uh, stars Kelly McGillis. Remember Kelly McGillis? Oh, yeah. so Top Gun fans. And Witness, we, we, which we've actually discussed on this show before. Um, and Lena Dunham, who is, um, super famous right now because of that, that HBO show, of Girls. Course. She, she's got a pretty small part in it, too. So, so look forward to Does she get killed? That. Or can you reveal no. that? Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything about it, but see the innkeepers. It's, it's good. Okay, number three. Is a movie from 1977, so we're going back a little uh, a little ways here. And it's called Suspiria. It's an Italian film. Don't I? I've been. I have a standing date to watch Suspiria with a friend of mine. Okay. I love the Goblin soundtrack. Yeah. I have not seen it. I would want to see it so bad. We just haven't gotten around it, to watching it. Well, blow your mind. Um, and you know, it's. It, I, I won't give away too much of of it, but um, it's it's the basic plot is uh, witches and ballet. Oh. So. Oh, so interest, it's just like uh, interesting topic, you know, black swan thing. Not, not even. Well, I guess there are some similarities, but um, but just just see this movie. It's okay. it's filled with bright colors. That's a is that a Dario Argento it's movie? Dario Argento, um, and it's lots of of music that sounds like this. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a, a Dracula movie coming out. Uh, it's it, out. It, I read it, so it many looks, bad reviews. It, it, yeah, it, I've heard nothing good about it, and yeah. I believe it. it. It just looks like crap. I love uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, by the way. Oh, oh that's yeah. actually oh, really good. That's great. Yeah, like yeah. the 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 whole movie is like told with costumes, mm-hmm. like the costumes and the tactile yeah. and like um, Winona Ryder in that blue with the with the breasts that are totally heaving. Like, and it, but she's tied up to the neck in the blue outfit, and Sadie Frost getting raped by uh, 
by Dracula. Like that is like a very erotic film. Like the, the amount of hotness coming and, off of that movie is so. It's such a sexy film, and it's in the form of like a a, a, a werewolf too. Like he, you know, yeah, it, it's crazy. He gives it to her werewolf <laughs> style. Like yeah. And um, by the way, I just I just mentioned Black Swan a minute ago. Maybe it's not a horror film, but it is kind of freaky. Scary. Oh, totally. Yeah. Whenever that's on cable. And talk about a sexy movie. I'm a big Natalie Portman fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of the scenes with her, you know, feeling herself. Yeah. And, and the scenes with her and Mila Kunis, like, that, that's an amazing yeah, film. I, it whenever is. it's on cable, I'll immediately stop whatever I'm doing and watch the end of that. Next time on the Far Out Podcast. So I'm on the show today. No, no, no. I'm definitely not. Who's, I'm sorry. You are. Oh, yeah. You don't know me, but you're not on this show. No, you're not. Who the fuck? I don't think you really need to know who he is. I don't know. I'm the secret. I'm, I'm the secret. The way the way the direction of this show is going is straight down to hell. Yeah, number two, a uh, Japanese film from 1977 called House. The Japanese name is Hausu. Uh, it's directed by Nobuhiko Obayashi, and it's available from the Criterion Collection. Now, this is a Japanese ghost story, but not in the same way you think of Japanese ghost stories. Like, you know, because oh, everybody the, has the, a common the, conception. The, 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 girl, the girl in the white with the black hair that hangs down in her face. Because that pretty much every Japanese that that goes way back like centuries. Um, that that, that sounds that sexy though. Type of ghost, but no this this is. Um, there's just no other way to describe this movie other than um, just surrealistic and. Um, but is it scary? Crazy. Is it going to scare people? Can it, people part, put this on okay, in Halloween? We, this has part, to be a functional list, Quinn. I trust me. I, I'm not steering them wrong at all. And these movies may not scare me, but they are going to scare someone. I guarantee you. But this movie. Is one of those things that you know you 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 drink a little something, you smoke a little something, yeah. you, you you put on you put on house, and you laugh your balls off because it is just a crazy visual extravaganza. Is it sexy? And it's a little sexy. Yeah. I, I think ja- that's a big ja- part. Japanese schoolgirls. That's a big part of horror films. Yeah, is there has to be a sexy element to That's them. True, preferably like, the director's daughter in Dario Argento's case, but yeah, like even Psycho is a sexy movie. Like Vince this Vaughn. is sexual. Vince Vaughn is so hot. In no, that. not 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 the <laughs> Vince Vaughn, one. but the Alfred Hitchcock one. Right. You know where you have Janet Lee who's totally hot and yes. her naked in the shower, and Anthony Perkins who's got some weird sexual proclivities dealing with his mother. Like yes. the like Silence of the Lambs. There's a big. Uh, psychosexual undercurrent to it. Am I right? Oh, well, yep. with that part where that guy throws his jizz on uh, Jodie Foster, I could watch over and over again yeah. on loop. Didn't everybody <laughs> want to do that, you know? All right, what else you got here? You done number okay, two? Okay, my favorite the horror movie of this year, 2013, is a movie called The Battery, and it combines, yes, ladies and gentlemen, zombies and baseball. Oh. And when it, they say the battery, they are referring to a pitcher, pitcher and, and a catcher. catcher yeah. And uh, it's it's basically uh, it's a movie that takes place in somewhere in the south, I think like near Georgia. So the setting is very reminiscent of The Walking Dead. And the way the movie m- moves along, it's a lot like The Walking Dead because it's about these two guys in the post-apocalyptic zombie 
world, they are traveling around trying to survive and trying to make the most out of life that is now covered with dead people walking around. You see, and I'm so I'm so tired. Yeah, well, of everything. Quinn, back off a little. Let me talk. Sorry, I'm so tired <laughs> of everything zombie. The last, you know. Three four years, everything in pop culture is zombie, yes. and I've never been sold on the fact that zombies were entertaining or interesting in any way. I completely agree with you. I, I but am, this movie does I, it. I am over the zomb- zombie genre. I, I, I'm a big zombie fan, but I am tired of it to no end. And this movie brings it back. It it redoes it and brings it back and 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 this is a movie that like my my parents could watch and probably enjoy but it will also scare the crap out of everybody. Would and you say this is the scariest film on your list? Yes, absolutely. Because it's the most realistic. Okay. Right. And, uh, even with the zombies, it's the most even realistic. Post angle. Okay. But yes. to to talk about what we were just saying like I'm sick of, you know, zombies, I'm sick of sexy vampires. We got to bring back the mummy. Mm. I mean, they, mummies. They did I'll that. I'll tell you a story about that. mummies. I many years ago, I was you know I was nineteen. I was kind of partying, kind of hard. Were you in Egypt? In, I was not in Egypt, but uh, there was a casting call, which I was set up through a casting service to do acting. Now at that time, I was six foot one, one hundred and twenty pounds. So uh, I got asked to go to a. Uh, a reading for a TV show called The Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, show. yeah. And it was basically like a, a, a Mighty Morphin Power yeah. Rangers kind of spinoff, but it was like it was Power Rangers mixed with uh, kind of classic horror things. So there was like a Dracula, there was a mummy, there was all this stuff. Oh, by the way, just my favorite thing ever. It's I mean, I'll always do that intentionally, but Dracula. Yes. Instead of a vampire. Yes. A dra- Dracula is a man. Yes. Mm-hmm. A vampire is a thing. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I love it, though. It's very funny. There's, there was a Dracula There were Draculas. The there Drac- was a Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Dracula and a fr- Frankenstein's monster. Not a Frankenstein. But so I, I went into audition for the role as the mummy because I could fit in the mummy costume. And I was 19, and the night before, I partied a bit. <laughs> and I didn't sleep that night. And so... I had to go to this casting call, which is over at the Saban Studios, because Saban used to make all this stuff, and it was out by Magic Mountain. So I woke up in the morning after not sleeping all night, and I had to go into a room, and they said, give me your mummy walk. So you can maybe, because maybe I was going to play the role of the mummy on the Big Bad Beetleborgs. Would have been a fucking thing. Yeah. And this show wouldn't be Todd Perry from, you know, fucking used to work at KLSX, be former Big Bad Beetleborg TV star. So I went in there and they asked me to walk like a mummy. And I was like, shit, how do I walk like a mummy? So what it was, I'm a big fan of the elephant man. So I put my arm out like the elephant man and I did my... John Burke. And I did my elephant man walk. And they're like, thank you. We'll give you a call. And I didn't get the role in the Big Bad Beetleborgs, which would have made me famous for an entire too, lifetime. Rich too beyond, famous to be here. We wouldn't be here with you. Rich beyond imagination. But I wouldn't have these wonderful relationships that I've harvested between the two of you. <laughs> so, Quinn, give me your number one horror film that people need to watch. I just did. Was that the number one? That was no. it, yeah. yeah you got to pay close attention. That was all five, plus the bonus. I've been drinking. <laughs> That's true. To be fair. And it's Halloween. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I hope that everybody yeah. listening to this show has a happy Halloween. Yeah. And you have a, a great party. 
with all your friends and you get dressed up and you get fucked up and you see a lot of girls dressed as like sexy ketchup, sexy mayonnaise, sexy nurse. Anything with vinyl, by the way. Anything time a girl's in pleather or vinyl, I find it sexy because that's my thing. Can I can I give our uh, our listeners a, a, a tip? My favorite Halloween tip to have uh, the best Halloween possible. Please do. Um, drink a bottle of Robitussin, mix it with some vodka. <laughs> Nothing's more fun than wandering around seeing all these people in weird costumes on your robo tripping. Oh, that's nice. my Halloween tradition. I would like to share with your family. So it's almost like a Jamarcus Russell style. I've robo tripped before. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Had a good time. Buddy of mine broke in the sw- into the sweats one time, and it, night turned a bit weird. But uh, I've always wanted to, on this show, when I was in India, I tried to get some promethazine syrup, which is like codeine. And I wanted to do the Purple Drank show, where like Jamarcus Russell, we had drinks with promethazine syrup, a little bit of Robitussin, some Jolly Ranchers, some Kool-Aid, and a little bit of vodka. And we did a whole show on the sip syrup. But I haven't found any yet. If you have any and you're a listener, hit me up. <laughs> Show at faroutpodcast.com. Hit me up on Twitter at, at Todd A. Perry and uh, hook me up with the promethazine. We will do the show. Uh, Jeff, would you do do a show on that? 100%. Jeff is down. I like Jeff because Jeff is down with catching a buzz in the same way that I am. I'd like to thank <laughs> Quinn for coming on the show and giving us his uh, Halloween tips. I thank everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with more episodes of the Far Out Podcast. Happy Halloween. See ya. I was working in the lab one night when my eyes behold a man in a hurry sight when my monster from his lab began to rise and the subtly to my my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a gravel smash he did the mash it caught in the flesh he did the mash it did the monster mash from my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampire feast they all came for their hobble about to get a jolt from my electric death the mash they did the monster mash the monster mash it was a gravier smash they did the mash it caught on his new flesh they did the mash they did the monster mash the zombie zombie horror Boom, boom.